Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. On tonight's show, the three counties rugby cup winners, the East Midlands League Cup winners, the Twins, Graham Walsh and David Pipes. If Carlsberg did radio shows, and apparently the producer says other loggers are available, it would be called Radio Newark Sport. I like Karev the best because it's from Cornwall, but I'm not allowed to mention that name either. Newark Rugby Club, old off a spirited Nottingham Casuals comeback to win the NLD Shield. The visitors had a big local support on edge as they came within two points of the Blues, but Matt Cox's last-minute try means it's another centenary year trophy for Callum Road. 120 minutes couldn't find a goal in the East Midlands League Cup final, but Will Rawdon, Jamie Lloyd, Sam Agar and Danny Meadows all found the net in the penalty shootout, while Clifton, well, they sent their skywards towards the fairground. And the trophy came back to Newark, to be joined by the not senior League Division 2 Championship trophy. The works reserves knew they had to win, and that's exactly what they did. They beat Stapleford 3-1. They actually beat Stapleford 3-1 with nine men. A bit of an overzealous referee who wanted to be the star of the day and wasn't. Southall City finished the not senior league season a creditable third place. And they've just got one match left. With the aforementioned Stapleford. Only it's their first team this time. Familiar names dominated the first full day of the cricket calendar. Mohammed showed no signs of jet lag or the cold as he, hunt, as he hit an unbeaten, and I'm told majestic, 142. <laughs> While new boy Jacob Fisher also had a day to remember, with 92. Collingham racked up 301 for one. Yeah, they won. Keem Tranter had a good day for Bolton seconds. Josh hit a ton and Eden took a wicket with her first ball as Woodbrook were disposed of. But a big defeat for the club's first team. On those days to remember though, Tom Shepherd on debut. Four for 53. I should think one very proud dad there. Victories for Farndon and victories for Newark R&M. It wasn't a bad day, was it? Just go on a little bit more about the Fonda one. Fonda and B tickling Division D. Jaffa, our very own Mark Everington, taking three for eight in ten overs. That's not bad bowling figures. Ian Robinson hitting 46. Newark R&M were another side to make a winning start. Max, Matt Stackhouse is 49 being the highlight. Michael, at Michael Stackhouse. It says Matt on my, on my list. Well, it's wrong. Well, it's what it says there. <laughs> it's in the minutes, so it's right. He's changed his name. Deep bowl. So yes. Awesome. So and Farndon second suffered a heavy defeat at West Bridgeford, but good day for Rhiannon Nolan Davis, young lady that's been near a time or two. She took three for 64. So what we're trying to do tonight is combining Monday's weekend, right? Because well, one doesn't work, bank holidays does one. Of course not. No, no, one doesn't. Do, 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 do. um, 
the weekend wrap with our normal two tonight because the twins have got heck of a lot to talk about. Um, they've been steeplechasing, and they kept dry by all the counts. Um, and um, it raining? And of course, Graham's going to join us as well a little bit later on. Um, I went to Kellam Road. Rob Wardman's going to talk about the rugby cup final at um, half past seven. Really entertaining game. Fantastic atmosphere. Really enjoyed it from beginning to end. You went to the football. Mm. <laughs> Wrong choice. Yeah, um, it didn't really break out until the 121st minute, and then uh, and then it was great. Um, but uh, last year we got to the Knotts uh, Senior League Senior Cup final. We, by the way, for the listeners, on New York Flow Serve, of course. And um, basically, we took half a coachful. This time, the support was absolutely magnificent from, from the people of New York. You see, you did a Norwich, really, didn't you? You took one coach, put everybody in another coach in case it broke down. Uh, no, I, 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 me and David Hurstfield had a coach to ourselves. There you go, in case yeah. it broke down. Right, time for a whinge. Yeah. Why on earth have you got a runners-up trophy? You don't give trophies to runners-up. It's like this <clears throat> stupid system of the playoffs. You finish six in the championship and you climb up the Wembley steps to get a trophy. No, the winners get a winning trophy. End of. I would agree with you 100%, except it was flow surf, so it was dead right. <laughs> it's, it's wrong. I'm sorry. The winners of the league get the league championship trophy. Did they give a trophy for third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 18th? No. Well done, flow surf, for finishing second. A brilliant, but not a trophy. That is just... Sorry. No, no, it's, I, Sorry, I don't agree with it. I, I, I must admit that I, I, I agree with you. You don't get a trophy for finishing runners-up. No, you, you don't. But um, you do get a trophy for winning the cup. Yes, I've got no problem with that whatsoever. And there are two ends. And what do, and what did Clifton get? Losers medals. There are two ends, as you know, at the Lido ground at Clifton. At uh, Clifton. One is a grass bank where no one's allowed to stand. And the other end, at the clubhouse end, was rammed with flow-serve supporters, cheering our lads on as they took their penalties and howling at the opposition when they stepped up like lambs to the slaughter. Two were skied over the top. and uh, That, that I mean, it's, it's fantastic, it's hilarious, <laughs> but it is shocking refereeing. Uh, well, it was consistent, because it was rubbish for the 120 minutes prior to that, so... Um, uh, absolutely shocking. He should have gone down the other end, in peace and quiet. Yeah. That's what he should have done. Yes. It, I'm glad he didn't, because it probably made a difference. It, it made for an unforgettable occasion, because as soon as the... Not win- if you come from Clifton. As soon as the... Oh, who cares? As soon as the... They win- do. Well, tough. Should come from Newark. Might win trophies. But the thing is that... It, made, it was unbelievable scenes at the end because as soon as the penalty shootout victory was confirmed every single player jumps in with the support right before this turns into a flow serve love fest you can go and make a phone call to no i've got plenty more to say you make make your your, that's you finished (laughs) (laughs) that's him turned off straight straight away we can't be putting up with this right for the rest of the week while tony goes and tries and finds craig um Tomorrow night, we're going to have a look back at the London Marathon, and it's with Nettie Stevens and Paul Davison, of course. Nettie, as you remember, a couple of years ago, went and didn't conquer. This time she went, 
and she did conquer and she conquered it very very well indeed so Nettie is coming in with Paul tomorrow night tell us about um, their experience of the London Marathon we're also going to go on the phone up to Geordieland to talk to Ella Whittaker who um, young lady who's at not Newcastle Uni and she ran it on behalf of Bowman House which was wonderful she's going to talk about that as well and on Thursday night it's going to be of course strictly Mick and Tony but strictly Mick and Tony plus one because we've got Notts County superfan and Eric Morecambe lookalike John Marshall coming into the studio to tell us what the heck has gone wrong with Notts County that's going to be an interesting night it really is a Notts County fan and a Leeds fan. OK, we'll see what happens. Um, right, the first of our phone calls to the people that really matter to talk to, and that's the um, manager of the East Midlands Counties League Cup winners. Newark Flow serving for the last time this season. Good evening, Craig Roach. Good evening, Nick. Um, I went to the rugby. Tony went to the football, obviously, so I decided to go to the rugby. I had a wonderfully entertaining match and a wonderfully entertaining afternoon. Um, I just think it was fairly hard work sitting through them 120 minutes, Craig, because from what I understand, one team wanted to play football and one team was looking for penalties. Yeah, um, yeah, I suppose it's fair to say. Um, Graham wasn't a great spectacle for, for a spectator, I must say. But, um, you know, it was a cup final and like any game at the end of the day the result that we care about and uh, you know we came home with the silver so. you know nobody nobody remembers that how the cup final was won no. they all remember who won the cup final yeah. and at the end of the day you always want it to be a good game yeah um, that that's the icing but you know you come back with a win you have won a trophy i've just had a yeah. bit of a rant actually because i don't don't agree at all with getting the trophy for being runners up Right. You have trophies for winning things. You don't have trophies for finishing second. But well, I mean, no knocking flow serve at all. It's just I I, no. I have it every year about the playoffs as well because I don't. You know, you can finish six in the championship and get a medal and get a trophy. Yeah, I, I just it's, to be honest, I was surprised when, when we was awarded it. Um, I wasn't expecting it, but you know, I've um, I've got the trophy on my worktop here now. I've just had a quick look at it. <laughs> I've been giving it out as a runners-up trophy since. 2008 so well that's fair enough then if somebody's probably sponsored it and that that's absolutely wonderful talking of giving trophies away I, I i hope it's true but i read a little story over the weekend now bradley wells um to put it bluntly has helped flow serve out particularly in the semi-final hmm. when with injuries he was you know you needed a, a goal scorer and bradley come back and helped you out and he's come back for the final and that's what dual registrations are and that's brilliant but i understand his winner's medal um there's a little story to that yes he um, he presented his winner's medal to the mascot on the day uh, at the end of the game which is a little face lit up at the end of it i mean that little kid is going to remember that for years yeah. forever yeah i think sam agar ended one as well i've seen a message on facebook tonight from a Stephen Beasley and his, uh, his little lad got one off Sam, so... Uh, that we're that is class. That, that's class, because these guys have done the job and... I mean, where's all your medals, Craig? In the loft. There you go. Yeah. The, the, it, 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 it's yeah, about it's nice. winning it, not about giving you... The, not about a little trophy, isn't it? Yeah, the lad said afterwards, they said they just wanted to give something back and... Yeah. Uh, like I say, they, they all went to celebrate it with the fans afterwards and... I say, it wasn't a great spectacle, but everyone went home happy. 
and uh, you know the lads really appreciate the support we've got on the day and not just them but, but all season I think that's the, uh, um, runners, up, runners up trophy for the league I mean for us it's not a case of getting runners up it's a, for me it's a, it's a promotion trophy and that's uh, that's how it seems comes it, to me it, it, it's like the the Premier Division Craig in my world it doesn't matter if you finish 1, 2, 3 or 4 because you've got in to the Champions League yeah. It doesn't matter if Flo say finish one or two, the same objective have been achieved. You are playing yeah. there, and that that's all that's that matters. Why, that's why I looked at, yeah. at the end of the day, that is all that matters. Let's go to the penalties because um, Tony's been telling me that the referee made an interesting choice of having taken the penalties into, uh, shall we say, the popular end. Yeah, I was very surprised to be honest. I thought it would have gone down the you know the quiet end where there's no yeah. spectators, but he tossed for it, um, tossed for ends, and the toss for going first, and that's where it ended up. So. And obviously, we were following that we had it. It suited us more than it did Clifton. And <laughs> in fact, I don't know whether that was the reason they, they, they put two in the fair ground, but uh, whatever the reason is, I don't care. <laughs> well, I have seen a tweet from Joe to say he had them covered. I lost two balls on Saturday. There was our match balls, and they, I think they were found on the waltz or sometime on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> How did the celebrations go? Um, I've just recovered from them. <laughs> But yeah, it was good now, obviously, getting back to the club. When we all got back, the reserves had won their league as well, which is fantastic. Um, so there was double celebrations going on. Obviously, we had two things to celebrate and a massive achievement for the reserves as well. We've had a superb season. And I also understand some of them, or some of you, met up with the rugby boys as well. We did, yeah. We went from, from the <laughs> club, we went uptown get to, messy. <laughs> to the chairman's local. And um, when we got in there, obviously, our reserves was in there... Um, um, along with the first team lads and a load of staff that went down and the rugby club was there along with a little end it so it was that outnumbered but they enjoyed it they made made enough noise but uh, yeah oh, the, uh, our captain was offered a uh, a drink off with uh, the rugby club captain but uh, Potsy uh, fell to step up to oh, play come on well Britain's only a young lad he could have done that <laughs> so yeah oh. for game on the drinking but I, I, I do again in in my own little word. I think it's fantastic that the football club and the rugby club was out celebrating together. It was. I nearly sticked pots. It was as well. We'll have a drinking competition. If you win, <laughs> and the rugby club have to come and play football against us for charity. If you lose, we have to play rugby against them for charity. Craig, you'd have been playing rugby. Trust me, mate. <laughs> yeah, I want of. <laughs> no, they would have been. They would have been prop. You do you do realise that um, you did agree to a game of wheelchair basketball once the season had finished, didn't you? I do, yeah, I do. That's right. what it was, not yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So that's um, still bubbling. I'll get that sort sorted out. Um, so that's the end of the season for you. But already, I would suggest you're looking forward to next season. There's friendlies to arrange. Who players you're going to keep? Players you're going to let go because uh, it's a higher standard of football and. Um, there's a lot of work to be done. We've got your chairman coming in here next Thursday night. If there's any questions that um, you want me to ask him, Craig, just um, send him on a message for me. I'll keep I'll keep it anonymous. I've done my question time with him. He's, he's clear with me. But, uh, I think the wife <laughs> is expecting us to have a break now, but it's, uh, it's busy time for me and Kirky. So uh, this is going to be up. near as near as damn it all arranged. So busy time here. Can you say who you've got yet, or don't you want to say that? Um, friendly boys. No, not yet. We're, they're pretty much all. Confirmed, but uh, yeah, we'll hang fire for a bit. We'll have an exclusive on that later. Yeah, Craig, thank you for joining us on Monday night and tonight, all winter, Pleasure. and uh, we look forward to uh, when we come back off our summer holidays in September, doing it all again with some different uh, clubs to go and see, some different venues, and uh, lots more stories. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your support and uh, everyone else who's been down this season and, and cracking jobs. I think everyone will agree he's cracking job and do not for us, but covering all local sports. It's, um, it's been a honour, Craig, it really has. Craig, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, bye-bye. 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 And it has been an honour to talk to Craig Roach, as as has to Paul Halfpenny and Rob Wildman and Damo and, and Paul Lard, because the Monday night weekend wrap completely changes next week as we start talking to all the cricket guys. But can I just um, lay a claim on the uh, victory for uh, Newark Floor Serve and for Newark Rugby Club before you touch that fader? Because at ten past eight on Saturday morning... I went to uh, Holy Trinity Church and lit a candle for Newark Flow Serve and Newark Rugby Club and the people of Newark that they'll be able to, to, able to celebrate at the end of the day. Was well, so, that so they could see the way home? No, I'd just like to say thanks God. Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Well, you thank God. I thank Carlsberg, but you, yeah. <laughs> you can thank God. Well, I can't believe that Craig tried to set a drinking competition up with the rugby club. Come on! I'm sorry, you'd have had a runners-up medal for that. You're right in saying there are other lagers available there because there's a wonderful picture taken by the Clipston FC photographer of the main stand at Clipston and it's pin sharp and you can see every single face of every single new at Flow Surf supporter in that stand. And 95% of them are holding cans of, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we won't go there, but the prospect of the prospect of flow serves footballers taking on Newark Rugby Club in a drinking competition will live with me for an awful long time. I was there, as uh, Max Boyce would say, I was there when the gauntlet was thrown down. And, and what you, was you thinking? And you, Please, no. And you didn't see Potsy for dust. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob Brim's hardly the biggest unit, uh, is he? <laughs> but he's a rugby lad. He's a rugby lad. There's you, only, only one set of winners and we'll talk to them at half past seven. You could tell he's a rugby lad. He was after a drink and he didn't have his trousers on. Well, I thought it was going to be the twins, but apparently one of the twins has gone off for a warm, which you don't want to talk to us anymore. But what a replacement. Flown especially in from America just to talk to us. The return of Amber Owens. Now, come on. How good is that? So, um, Tilly and Amber, lots to talk about with a busy weekend at Newark Athletic Club. You do the report and then we'll have a chat. Over to you. So, it was a really busy week for the youngsters and with their first mini league track and field event on Saturday, which saw a very windy and wet day in Bingham, plus a few hailstorms added in for good measure. But that didn't stop our 19 youngsters from working their socks off and pulling out some great performances out the bag. And this is the most youngsters we've seen in a long time for the club. So that's really good since we've got the new track. We had five under 11 boys, Cameron, Charlie, Alfie, Archie and Tom. And they made some great track debuts. Charlie ran a fabulous race in the 600 metres to claim first place with at least a 20 metre lead. And a big well done to Alfie for trying out high jump, an event he had never done before but he looked like a natural and did really well. In the under-13 girls, we had six competitors, Zoe, Elsa, Jasmine, Emily, Isabella, Isabella and Isabel. Zoe comfortably won her 70-metre hurdles and just pipped another girl on the line um, of her 200 metres, so she gained first place there. And her time was 28.8, which is now only 0.4 seconds off the club record for this age group, so she did really well. Jasmine also ran well and paced 1,200 metres very comfortably. Emily impressed in the sprint and she did 100 and 200 metres and they're the ones to watch as they get older. For the under-13 boys, we had Josh Clay, Ethan, 
Evan, Connor and Hayden. Josh kept with the field in the 1500 metres and had an amazing 250 meter, last 250 metres and he came home in second place. And he has just moved up to this age group, so he did really well. And Connor and Hayden also represented us in this event, and they did really well as well. I've lost in you. 15 girls Are you group, back? Sorry, in the under-15 girls group, we had Ellie Parker, George Edwards and Alfie Philby all making their track debut. Ellie competed in the 100 metres, Alfie in the 100 metres and George in the 1500 metres. And to say these athletes made their track debut in awful weather conditions and they all kept their cool, that's a really good thing. And then on the Sunday, we had the under-20s who travelled to Tipton and there was me, Lauren, Luke Sayer and Laura Bates. Luke came sixth in the 200 metres, second in the 400 metre hurdles, first in the triple jump and first in the discus. Laura came second in the 1500 metres with a good time of five minutes and five seconds. I came second in the 100 metre hurdles, first in the 400, 400 metre hurdles, and first in the 1500 metre steeplechase, and and I came third in the shot. And Lauren came first in the 100 metre hurdles as well, um, second second in the 1500 metre steeplechase, and first in pole vault. So she did really well. And then is, is that why she's gone off running then? Because you beat her in the steeplechase. <laughs> Yeah, well, Dad's not running at the moment, so he's got no one to do the warm-up, and nobody else knows it, because Katie's not here either, so Lauren says she'll do the warm-up, so me and Amber could go on the radio. Oh, that's wonderful. There's a brilliant picture going on (laughs) um, Radio Newark's social media pages on, I think, Thursday, of um, you, you, um, Lauren, and Tilly um, steeplechasing, and uh, and let's say you've come along an awful long way from the days when you went swimming. I don't even step on the barry anymore. I just hurdle the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't fall in anymore. <laughs> oh, dear. It's brilliant. It, it, I mean, the weather wasn't perfect at the weekend, but it must have been good to get out there. Yeah, it was good, yeah. Back to track. Right, well, the question that everybody's asking as regards Newark Athletic Club um, is, um, how's the tan lines, Amber? Oh, the tan lines are great. They'll, be, so they'll be fading quickly. <laughs> I know, it was like 31 degrees um, in North Carolina like nearly every day, or at least 28, and now it's cold. <laughs> I was going to say, have, have you got over the shock yet? Um, I mean, I'm still freezing. <laughs> and, um, and at the club, we've also got a new um, a parent group, like a training group for the like adults, which is really good. Brilliant. Yeah, so there's, it's starting tonight, I think. So there's like five or six parents that have come to run around, which is really good. It's it, it's um, it's going places big time. Um, yeah, the three of you going to come and see us sometime um, in June? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll have a studio visit. We'll get something organised, and um, yeah. we'll get all three of you uh, in here to see us. Uh huh. Definitely. Brilliant. Talk to you next week. See you later. Bye. 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 All three of them's back then now, Tony. So, oh dear. It's, 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 a, it's a bit different, this weather, to North Carolina, I think. <laughs> it, it most certainly is different to, to North Carolina. Right, if he's remembered, we're ringing him. Um, <laughs> next up, uh, Mr Rob Wildman. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8pm, with Mick and Tony. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. 
missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Okay, straight back to the phone lines. It's getting busy. It's getting busy, busy, busy. Um, oh, straight back to the phone lines, and we're back to cup finals, and we're back to cup final winners because, uh, like Craig, for the last time this season, we welcome Mr. Rob Wardman and uh, Rob and myself spent a wonderful afternoon um, watching. I thought a very enjoyable rugby match, although towards the end I was getting a little bit nervous. Rob, absolutely. Evening, folks. It was it was a good match to um, finish the first team season. We we ended up winning the. Uh, North Lynx and Derby Shield, um, the secondary competition to the main cup. We beat Notts Casuals 29-19 at Kellam Road on, on Saturday. Played some good rugby, scored some good tries. It sounds sort of fairly convincing, sort of 29-19, but with sort of two minutes to go, Rob, I think it was far from no, convincing. From no, you're quite right, Mick. We were only... Um, 22-19 up at that stage. Um, we'd taken um, a good lead. We'd led 22-12 uh, in the second half. We scored four four good tries in the second, the first half. Two props had scored. Mason Coulomb, and there was a first first in senior rugby, or, or, or the first in the first team by Jordan Hempstead. Um, so the two props got tries in the first half. We led at half-time. We should have scored more. We, we dominated. We had a, a very dominant scrum throughout the game. Should have made more of it. Couldn't finish off. In the second half, um, a good try by scrum half Finlay Tweedy. He grabbed a pass from Max Spur, who, who was a pretty dominant player for us as well. Um, that was the third try. And then casuals fought back, and they played good rugby in that, in that sort of 15-minute spell towards the end of the, end of the second half. And yes, we were all getting a bit nervous. Uh, but finally, Matt Cox uh, picked up a loose ball uh, around halfway and sprinted away in his inimical style. And uh, he managed to get scored under the post, didn't he, with his, his short legs, with his stride um, ever shortening as he, as he got to the line. But he made the line and then he, he kicked the conversion to. to finish the match and uh, that probably made up for if I can say I think he did miss one in front of the post he did he did it might be two season. actually two was it mm. was it is that the truth no I was beginning to think and I, they don't cost too much well those two that uh, really, was right. well within well, his kicking you know, distance shall we say and then um, uh, he made another sprint as soon as the final whistle went yes to pick up his little daughter yes <laughs> daughter Olivia, uh, newly born to Beth and, and Matt last week. So, yes, yeah, she, she appeared in all the, uh, the team photographs afterwards. Yeah. And she seemed to be sleeping right through it, bless her. Well. <laughs> the day the dad won the shield and she slept through it. Well, uh, she comes from a rugby family. Um, you know, granddad pick, uh, Beth's dad was an uh, ex-player, so I, I think she might well get used to the rugby club in her life. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's probably not seen it for the last time. Well, <laughs> well. Uh, but, um, you know, it was... It was a good end of the season. It was a magical end of the season because it's wonderful to win a, you yeah, know, no, to, to, to win a trophy. It's been a tough old season, as I said before, on, on these occasions. We, 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 you know, we've had plenty of injuries. Uh, we made a good start of the season. Had a difficult patch um, a couple of times in the season. Um, ended up finishing eighth. Had to say goodbye to, to the coach, you know, Ben Buxton. Um, six weeks from the end of the season. Tough decision to make, um, but the, the, you know, the, the, the players and the um, regrouped and, 
and as I said, we, we finished eighth with you know a couple of good wins over you know, Southwell and um, Ashbourne in, in, in the last six weeks of the season, um, and then and then to, to round off, um, you know, to win a decent cup as well. Um, Although it's a secondary competition, we had to win away at Spall. We had a real fierce game in November in the in the uh, one of the opening rounds away to Spalding, and then in February we went and won at Stamford. So to get to the final, um, we had two good wins on on the road. And people might ask why why was it, why was the final staged at Newark? Well, this year it was North Links and Derby being sort of three counties. Each county takes it in turn to um, stage the finals, and, and we won the. Uh, the bidding competition to stage the finals um, before we knew we were going to be in the Shield finals. So that's why we staged it. And uh, fair play to casuals. They, they came across and, and, and gave us a good game. There is some more rugby com- coming up, I understand. I, I know on Sunday... Game, that, that, one more senior game tomorrow night. That's our third team playing Highcombe. 7.30 kick-off, and that's in uh, an annual game played at, played at this level um, in memory of Tom Coates, who was an ex Highcombe and Newark player in uh, perhaps... Oh, crikey. Uh, 35, 40 years ago, but they've always kept this game going in memory of Tom, who, who was a very, very popular player in his day. And he, um, uh, I think he collapsed in his mid-40s from memory. I, I didn't know Tom. He, he was part of the club before I joined, but uh, ever, ever so popular player. And uh, this game is always played sort of one midweek towards the end of the season. And then I think the NLD ladies are at Newark on Sunday afternoon is at Hertfordshire, I think, with a three o'clock. They they had a win last Sunday, didn't they? Yeah. Good luck to them. They're a new team and uh, they play some good rugby, so uh, it's good to see them using the Newark facilities and and getting the team up and running. Now, was you out and about in Newark with the team on Saturday evening? No. No, No. I can't say that I was in the Royal Oak, uh, so... I, I can't. I can't give any comment. Apparently, at one stage, Flow Serve was going to offer them a drinking competition. Was it really? Well, who yeah. knows? Um, I think we'll leave that to. Uh, <laughs> I think there's only one winner, don't you, Rob? Um, well, um, <laughs> I hedge my bets on that one. Uh, yeah, sometimes I think we are a bunch of lager drinking. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I would. I would think one or two of our players are quite capable of uh, winning most drinking competitions. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think this, it's not even a close competition. Next Tuesday, Rob, it's our chairman's week. Um, on Thursday night, Gary Clark is coming in from Newark Flow Serve. On Wednesday night, Chris Wade is coming in from Newark Town. And on Tuesday night, your man's in. Andrew Fern. We kick off with Andrew, um, asking him all the questions that we don't like asking you. Well, I'm sure you may, you may, may not get too much of a different answer. <laughs> well, I fancy a competition. <laughs> I think I'll probably lose. Right. But no, he's, 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 he's going to look back at him. Um, it's his first season as, as top man, isn't it? I think it's his second year. It's his second? It's his second, okay. But, um, but he's going to look back at, at, at the season and he's going to give us his hopes and aspirations for what is to come at um, at Kellen Road. And I want to just leave it before we do say goodbye to the summer for you. Another excellent crowd at Kellen Road getting behind their local team. Enjoyed that. um, Fair play to all the supporters, uh, you know, including plenty of parents and and, and family members of the players. It's always been like that. We, We... we always get a good crowd at Newark, and, and uh, Saturday is no different. It was perhaps a little bit smaller than some of them. Um, obviously, with the new facility we've built, the new clubhouse, 
we're able to um, accommodate much many more. You know, we've had some big lunches there, very popular lunches, which always get people down and, and, and then enjoy the afternoon. And to be fair to the, the first team, we've, we've played some attacking rugby, uh, not always perhaps as consistent as, as we would like, but, but the players, are, you, know, you, you can never um, criticise the players for lack of effort. Uh, and as I said before, we, we finished eighth in the league this season with, with quite a young squad. We finished fourth last season and sixth the year before. We, we've had three seasons back in this league. So, um, How many go to university? That's the question. Well, I think, this, to be fair, this, this summer there might be an element, I think in the last two summers, I think it's been you know, very hard for Ben, the departing coach, to get any semblance of um, a regular squad together because we, we've always been rebuilding. So this summer might be a little bit different. I, I think most, I'm told, um, uh, we are losing one or two as ever, but uh, we hopefully keep retaining the most of the squad, perhaps two-thirds of the squad, um, to go again. We, we obviously, as, we, as, I, as I've said in previous conversation, you know, we, we've struggled lower down in the, lower, in the other teams. We've struggled for teams. We've struggled to get uh, two or three teams on, on the park each Saturday. So that's a very, a very big worry of the club. Um, I think there's various meetings taking place at the moment and conversations. Uh, how we do um, redress that, we, we've taken steps to replace Ben. With, uh, we, we announced last week that Adam Corcoran is joining the club as the, uh, the new head coach. He joins in June. Adam um, is an ex-Nottingham player, started at the Leicester Academy, uh, steeped in the local game. He, he's joining from Pavias, where he's been uh, a coach in their winning formula. So... Um, He's coming to join us, and, and, I, and I think uh, Andrew might be able to tell you more. There are other appointments um, in the pipeline, and, and perhaps other, one or two other um, new ideas we, we may be trying next season in an effort to uh, uh, attract more players, keep the social team going, um, and, and you know, maintain the club's reputation for playing rugby. And that's what we're all about. And I think there will be um, efforts made in the summer to, to really give the start of next season a real push on the playing front obviously last September you've got to remember we were we were finishing off a, you know, a magnificent new clubhouse so I think mm. over the last three maybe five years the, the energy of the club has been um, solely focused on, on building the clubhouse perhaps to um, the detriment of the playing side you see uh, lots of questions for Mr Fern those are the questions for Mr Fern <laughs> yeah. brilliant as long as they don't cha- change their um Chief Radio Media Correspondent, I'll, I'll, I'll be all right because that's a that's a lifetime appointment. Is it really? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, thank you so much for giving us your time on every Monday night since last September. Um, we really do appreciate it. Your your comments, your wit, your style. It, it's absolutely. It's what. If you look back on the podcasts that we do, the weekend wrap, the Monday night show is by far and away the most popular week in, week out. And it's Roche, you and yourself, Paul Halfpenny, Paul Hyde, all those guys that make it like that. So, Rob, from me and Tony, thank you so okay, much. Well, and we'll there before we'll you get too emotional. And uh, <laughs> have enjoyed it too. And uh, let's roll on September. We'll see you in September. OK, mate. Thanks, Rob. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> He's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I don't think the rugby club have got too many problems because um, by 10 o'clock on Saturday night in the Royal Oak, there didn't appear to be too much university material on show. (laughs) Right, are you going to universally ring Mr Pipes? Because um, (laughs) 
cricket season has started. We've been a little bit a little late in getting into cricket mode, but next Monday night the weekend wrap um, will revert to summer mode, and um, we're going to bring the likes of Harry Atkinson and Mark Everington and all them out of their retirement, and we're going to keep you in touch with what's happening on the cricket scene. Um, don't forget this Friday night; it's um, a twenty twenty match because neither Bolton nor Collingham have got a match on. Saturday, so the two are meeting at Dale Field. They're hoping to get started sometime round about half past six. They probably won't get 20 overs in it. I shouldn't think they will, but it, there's a barbecue and there's a bar, and obviously they're raising money for what Eden was telling you all about last week. So um, get yourselves down to Dale Field on Friday night for a cracking match when Collingham and Balderton go head to head. And talking of Collingham and Balderton, um, we're going to talk cricket. So, of course, if we're going to talk cricket, we've got to talk to Mr. David Pipes. David, good evening. Hello, mate. Um, I once like to say the sun shone and Dalefield was basking warm summer sunshine, but uh, there's still, for this time of year, to get over 500 runs on a track in one afternoon. I have to say it, but the groundsman Nate, takes an awful lot of credit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not so good when you don't bat these days, eh? No, not no, I can imagine. Yeah, it was uh, it was hard work bowling, I assume. It was, and I think the numbers showed that, didn't they, on Saturday? Yeah. But in, in all fairness, you're right in what you say. Um, the, the deck was absolutely superb for batting on it. was... There's not a great deal of pace in it, which we'll expect this time of year anyway. Um, but um, the guys have worked really hard in, in getting something that was not just playable, but just uh, something that, that gave people who were watching something to fill the boots with, really, because there was some, some good batting on the show, sadly. I could really sort of go home now and just put recordings on of last year's shows. Um, 142. Um, I'm told until the goddess tourney was as majestic as ever. Once he'd got his tourney, it was see how far he could hit it. Um, yeah, a bit of that. It was um, it was obviously you hit the nail on the head. It's measured all the way, even when it was. Um, I mean, how do you do it, David? When you're flying baseball. in the middle of the week and it's freezing cold. I mean, how does he do it? How does he do it? It's, it's just it's just his attitude. Um, he's got the basic skills which you need in, in Division A cricket. But obviously, for a professional, we've had we've had overseas players before and other professionals who, one in particular, has come with more pedigree, um, but just didn't have the right attitude, similar to what Mohammed has. And and it's, it's just work ethic, it's just to get his head down and, and play one ball. He just plays no more than one ball at a time and, and plays it merit. And if you keep it very simple, it's like any sport, um, you can go quite a long way with it. And um, and he does that. And credit to him, it, it was not easy. It was uh, 10 degrees. Even we were freezing cold. Um, <laughs> bless him. It, 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 all right, he's had a week to acclimatise, but he, he's come from 30-odd degrees at home and, and it's a, a complete utter change in the lifestyle and... And certainly climate, that is, he's got used to straight away. He's done really well. He must be thinking to himself, why? Why? Um, <laughs> Jacob Fisher, 92. That's not bad on debut. Very good, yeah. Um, he'll tell you that it wasn't one of his best knocks. He got dropped a few times, but but saying that, it doesn't say that in the school book. It, it, it was an innings that made his kind of stamp on the club really um, and it was really good to see 
brilliant opening partnership with him and Mohammed, and um, he he was actually in um, in front of the and the scoring stakes all his innings. To be fair, so he, he wasn't playing catch up with Mohammed. He was he was there thereabouts all the way through, and and he'll he can set teams apart on his own. He's um, he's got a good eye. He can um, strike the ball really well. Um, he'll always offer a chance, and I'm sure anybody listening who, who we might play against would, would probably find that. But on his day, he's, he's really good, and he can he can top the scores of 92 like he did Saturday. So, for 101 for one and, and a comfortable victory, but uh, it, it's been a bit bitty, itty, bitty start to the season, hasn't it? Because the rain on the first yeah. weekend, then a fantastic one, and then this weekend, because of the Bolton wedding, you've got no game between um, uh, and, uh, maybe yourself, but you are getting your heads together for a bit of fun on Friday night. Yeah, there's a 2020 match between the two clubs, to um, mainly to to raise a few funds for Akshu, the um, ex-professional for Boulderton four or five years ago. Um, For those who don't know, he had an accident back home a while back and needs uh, needs a bit of cash to to help with his treatment. So um, he um, hopefully will will make a bit of money for him on on Friday. Are you playing, David? I'm not. I've um, I've double booked. um, Oh, you lie. Well... I bought some tickets to a, a Manchester United Legends match. Oh, David! <laughs> oh, a few months ago, but um, unfortunately I can't, can't get out of that one. What do you mean nobody will buy them off you? I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, there's not too many Legends left, is there? <laughs> good, good point Stoddisfield, by the way. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't go into that. Um, so you're not, gonna, you're not even going to be there? No, it was only arranged two, three weeks. Yeah, it was. It was a bit of a last-minute job, wasn't it? But we're going to be there. I'm, I'm having a ride out, school. and uh, yeah, um, we'll have a look at it. I've offered it? my apologies. So, <laughs> so <this> <laughs> oh, I'd love to see you in 2020. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go and watch your legends, Dave. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next Monday. Okay, when, you, when you've got to tell me all about a cricket match that, that you didn't go to. Yeah. No problem. No pressure. OK. <laughs> See ya. Thanks. Bye-bye. Cheers. And that's David Pipes. And, of course, we'll be talking to David Pipes um, on a regular basis um, as the summer goes on. Weekend wrap, day two. But we can't not have a Striders report because it's a tradition. Graham Welsh, how did the Striders do over the bank holiday? Good evening. Uh, good evening. Uh, yeah, we had a pretty busy weekend, actually. And as usual for our weekends, bank holidays or otherwise, it started off on uh, Saturday with, with park runs. And uh, Scons Park was pretty busy over the weekend with the uh, sort of Civil War events. So there wasn't a Newark park run. And in fact, there wasn't a, um, a Belton park run either. So we scattered to the uh, four winds, really, to, for our runs. Um, so we had strides up at uh, Clumber Park, Dolby Forest, Dishley, Fellfoot, Gainsborough. Uh, Jersey Farm, Lincoln, Milton Mowbray, Rother Valley, Sherwood Pines. We're all over the place doing our uh, park runs on Saturday. Um, back to Sunday for uh, um, half marathon action, and we were uh, about 13 or so of us were over at uh, um, Sleepers for the Sleepers Half Marathon there. Uh, very uh, enjoyable event, I was there myself. And uh, the first new strider to finish that, that event was uh, Matt Silk. So he was trying pretty hard to get under. Uh, 
one hour 30 minutes for the first time, which is a real sort of marker for the faster runners in the club. And he, he achieved it with a new PB time, one hour 29 minutes and 21 seconds for a PB and 16th place overall in the event. So well done, Matt. Uh, Jean-Louis Ballester has got the same aim, but he wasn't just wasn't uh, quite under 130. He got 130 uh, and uh, 39 seconds. So not very far behind Matt. And uh, I think Jean-Louis is doing another half marathon this weekend at, at Bosworth. So uh, uh, perhaps he's going to have another crack at that one hour 30. And not far behind them was Nice Driscoll. He uh, knocked well over five minutes off his uh, uh, PB, which he set at Redford, and crossed the line in one hour 37 minutes and uh, five seconds. So a really strong run there. And following Nigel was Daniel Forty, our first uh, uh, lady runner, one hour 39 minutes and 44 seconds. The wonderful Peter Davis uh, came in behind, second in his age group, his uh, men's veteran 60 age group, 1 hour 43 minutes and 20 seconds for Peter. And uh, Kate Driscoll was just behind him, 1 hour 45 minutes and 23 seconds for a, uh, a PB. And Kate, for me, was a sort of orange speck in the distance up the road. I could see her uh, up there and I couldn't uh, catch her up at all. So... Uh, one hour, 46 minutes and 40 seconds for me, but it was a PB, very pleased with that. Uh, Simon Palmer, Steve White, and uh, they, they came in next. Then Jackie Jackson, uh, another personal best time for Jackie, sort of two hours, three minutes and one second. Uh, so well done to our club chair. And then uh, last but not least, by any means, Anthea Moisey and uh, Jenny Palmer ran the event together, two hours, 22 minutes. It wasn't just uh, half marathons on Sunday, though. We had uh, two runners in two separate 10K events. We had, uh, first of all, Steve Martin. He was at Kingsland in the Kingsland 10K, 45 minutes and uh, 58 seconds for Steve. And down in the south of Lincolnshire at the Langtoff 10K, that's Stephen Tomlinson, a regular 10K racer, 49 minutes and uh, 53 seconds for Tomo. So coming up this weekend, we have got a couple of things. We've got the Bosworth Half Marathon that I just mentioned. We've got uh, one or two runs down down in that. And uh, a local, very popular local event coming up this weekend, the Austin Spring Dash. It's uh, not strictly a, a 10K race. It's uh, just over 10K, 10.3K or something, as I found to my cost the other year when I was uh, trying to sprint in for 10K and found I got another lap of the running track ready to go uh, at the end of it. But uh, that's a very um, enjoyable and uh, popular local event. I'm just going to finish off with a uh, reminder about a very important event that we've got coming up in the New York Striders. Next week's um, the Mental Health, Health Awareness Week, 13th to the 19th of May. And we've got an event on at the track at uh, 6 to 7 p.m. on Monday, Monday the 13th of, of May. And it's aimed at uh, 16 to 25-year-olds, and it's uh, an England Athletics um, initiative to encourage young people to take a little bit of a break from a revision just for, just for one night to um, relax and look after their mental well-being a little bit through through running or walking or just coming along and having a bit of a chat. Um, it's a very stressful time. Apparently, four in five teachers say that uh, they've seen a rise in the last two years of um, students experiencing mental health problems. Um, one in ten young people have diagnosable mental health um, conditions uh, at some point in their in their lives. It's a really serious thing. Uh, it's absolutely free. It's uh, it's going to be fun and uh, just encourage people to come along. The details are all to be found on um, on our social media pages, Facebook and the like. And uh, go along to the 
Nukestrider's Facebook page, have a look, come along, we're all very friendly and uh, and it should be a really, uh, re- really good event. We've had some good similar events for um, sort of grown-ups or slightly pe- older people. This one's aimed at uh, people who are in their studying phase of their life, 16 to 25s, and uh, looks like hopefully been a really good and uh, positive event. Something you can be telling us about um, next Tuesday night, 6 till 7. So we may just probably catch up with you for a quick one on Monday night as well when we come on here when it's all over just to see how it went. But uh, we'll keep plugging that one as well. Can people just turn up then, Graham? Just let's just. I think we prefer people to, to, to book on, but it's just to keep tracks of, uh, sort of names and, and numbers. And yeah. But it's absolutely free. It's very simple to, 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 to log on and say, go to the links there on the Facebook page. Give it a click and uh, fill in a few details. Um, I dare say you don't absolutely have to uh, book on in advance, but um, people have been encouraged to. Just very, very quickly, um, the park runs, because I know Newark was short and Belton was short. Yeah. Clumber Park, Dolby Forest, um, where's Dishley? Is that Manchester? I'm not 100%. I think it's by the banks of the River Saw, so I'm guessing it's down to Leicester. It's Leicester there, isn't it? Fellfoot. Absolutely no idea at all. Answers on the postcard, please. And, Jer- and Jersey Farm? That is near St Albans. All right. Some people in, uh, who chase alphabets in uh, park runs, and they try and get and do a park run at each, for each letter of the alphabet. Oh, and, brilliant! Uh, other than the actual island of Jersey itself, there wasn't, wasn't a J in the country, but Jersey Jersey Farm, which is a, a park near St Albans, as the start of the park run, so these uh, alphabet... Uh, Park run chase. And, and have you uh, got an do it. have you got an alphabet park runner in the Striders? Um, I've got one or two uh, one or two people who, who do that sort of thing, and that's why uh, they were Stacey and uh, uh, Philip were down there at the weekend. Right, park well, run challenge. Actually, I'll tell you about that another week. Um, yeah, just, just r- quick. Park run challenge. We're running out of time, so very very quickly. That's your challenge for the next week, Graham. Yep. Find me a um, an alphabet park runner. Um, well, I was Stacey. She's one. Oh, I'll Stacey back in. Always good to have Stacey in the studio. Okay. I'll get that one sorted. Graham, thank you so much. We'll talk to you uh, next Tuesday. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks, Graham. Bye-bye. That sounds fun. An alphabet part runner. What, I wonder what, what Z's going to be. What a cracking idea. Yeah, well, well, well I'll, I'll make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> alphabet. How do you spell alphabet? Alphabet. I'll smell it like that. Bet. Oh, it, all, it all looks the same in crayon. Mate, just does, get it down does, there. Yeah, well, the trouble is I'm on <laughs> white crayon and white paper. <laughs> You've got four minutes. You've got a story. No. Library no. books. Oh, yes. If anybody's going to go get a book out, make sure it's got on the front William Hill Sports Book of the Year listed, or spot, even better... But because they're all brilliant, and I've got a book out today, the two books out today. One is called A Life Too Short, about the, the story about Robert Enker, who committed suicide, the German goalkeeper who threw himself under a train at the age of 32, all about depression. Absolutely fantastic book. And the other one is uh, The Boy on the Shed, about a guy called Paul Ferris, who came over from Northern Ireland to join Newcastle United at the same time as Gaza as the next George Best from Lisbon in Northern Ireland. Didn't work out, got badly injured, and it's his story. And uh, he eventually joined the physio staff at Newcastle United. 
and it's a brand new book out, and it is outstandingly good. There you go. Tony's now Tony's learnt to read. There's no <laughs> absolutely no stopping him. It's by Enid Blyton. It's all good publishers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two go mad in the radio studio. <laughs> 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 Wait till you get the sequel. Um, okay. <laughs> Tomorrow night, Nettie Stevens is joining us along with Paul Davis, the new guided around um, the London Marathon. So that's obviously going to be. Um, I love Nettie to bits. Um, going to be great fun. And um, Newt's very own Eric Morecambe lookalike is <sighs> coming in on Thursday night, as you call him, um, John Marshall. Um, <laughs> whose beloved Notts County have just dropped out of the football yeah. league for the first time in something like 100 and... Well, ever. Yeah. Ever, ever. Um, arguably the biggest club ever to drop out of the... Yeah, um, that and is... I want to know why, and I also want to know from him, is there any way back? And while he's here, we're going to make use of him because he's obviously going to join in on Tesh Tony and... And I want to know if they were the oldest football league club in the world... I've, I've seen it. Who did they play? Exactly. That's about the only time they didn't get beat. <laughs> <laughs> so John's coming in on Thursday, but I'm going to leave it tonight with what I think has been a wonderful, an absolute wonderful sporting weekend because, you know, we've got cup wins in rugby and football and at the end of the day that's what it's you know it's nice it's nice to do that but what is even better is the rugby club and the football club mm. was out together it, it, um, it and, was lovely know, to see I, that that that's one of my everlasting memories and the other everlasting memory of, of the weekend is the the flow serve guys giving those medals to a couple yeah. of youngsters um Fantastic. I mean, those medals are nothing to footballers of that nature. They just they uh, don't do it for medals. But, but if gestures. you're if you're eight, nine, ten years old, yeah. and somebody like Bradley Wells or Sam Agar says that's yours, yeah, you would go, and wouldn't you? And you're gonna you're not gonna sleep. It, it happened. If it happened to me at the age of fifty nine, I would have exactly the same response. In fact, it's a fantastic gesture by those guys. So we're going to end where we started tonight and in care the wrath of the producer. <laughs> if, if, if a certain lager company, no names mentioned, did sport, do you think they would do New York sport? You once gave me some of that Cornish lager. It's rubbish. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's better than that other stuff. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Coming up... Uh, I don't know what's coming up now. I'm lost. Something will be coming up now. Bye-bye. <laughs>